What up? Welcome to episode 13 of the Superfan Sprint Podcast. I'm your host, Jake. We're going to get right into it. Gents, happy birthday. What's going on? Thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday, Jens. Happy birthday, buddy. Still recovering from Saturday night, but... I hear a four. You know how... Yeah, I hear an ad coming up here. What do you got? (laughs) An ad? Yeah, Yeah. I was crushing the Can-I. I don't have it next to me. I left it in my truck, but... I've been crushing the can eye products all weekend long, especially the uh, fresh. Because when you get the hungover, you get the anxiety. Yeah, kind of comes absolutely. hand in hand. So it's kind of a two in one special with yep. the fresh. Popping our bio, super fan 25 percent off. Matt, before we get to our guest, what's up? Yeah, not much, boys. I just finished watching a bit of that national championship game. It was dog shit. So <laughs> uh, hopefully they fix it for next year. <laughs> but what was, uh, what was the final score is it over uh, it's still on it was wow. like 65 to 7 last time i looked for uh georgia close game eh mm-hmm. yep. go dogs yeah go dogs all right first guest we've ever had on our pod someone who's really supported us from since we started and we've been on his pod a few times ryan over at ti and new to you what's up Hey, what's up, fellas? So good to see you guys, man. I always love getting to chat with you guys, and uh, I will do my best to not take up too much of your time tonight. Yeah, Chatty Kathy has joined us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we figured like our first guest had to be you since uh, we were on yours. Your Our first podcast we were on was yours, so and you've been very supportive of us, so we appreciate it, and thanks for hopping on with us. Yeah, I couldn't be more excited, man. I, I'm so happy that you guys have progressed where you're at right now. And uh, I'm a huge fan of what you guys got going on. And, and uh, I'm super eager to, to really watch next year with you guys and see what happens. Yeah. It's going to be fun. That's for sure. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. And hopefully we'll have an opportunity to meet up with you at some point and maybe play some golf or do a live episode of either of our podcasts or something like that would be pretty fun. Um. Ryan, you just started a, a charity, right? With your with your wife, uh, that looks like it's been going pretty well so far. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about that and what you what you guys are up to? Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you so much for asking. Um, back in 2019, my wife and I made the decision that we wanted to start a nonprofit charity to help foster children in Tennessee. It it spawned because every year that her and I have been together we've always sponsored a foster child around Christmas and we purchased all their gifts on their Christmas wish list, delivered it. And after we delivered the presents in 2019, we were talking while we were cooking dinner one night in our kitchen. And I just looked at her and I said, babe, I think that we're in a good enough place in our life that I feel like we should be able to help more than just one child one day a year. We got to do more. And uh, her first question was like, well, what do you, what do you want to (laughs) do? And so I, I just told her, I said, why don't we just start a nonprofit? Let's start our own charity. Um, I figured anytime you start an organization like that and you're going to ask people to donate money to you, it's a lot more, tr- you're you're more trustworthy and there's a little bit more integrity behind it if you're considered a nonprofit because then you're telling people right off the bat, like if you're donating money to us, we're not sitting here trying to pocket that stuff. Like we're using that for our goal. Pretty much everybody in the States knows about Goodwill. And I was like, why don't we just, 
everybody knows about Goodwill. People donate clothes to Goodwill all the time. Why don't we just tell people to give the those clothes to us instead of Goodwill? And then instead of us selling it, we'll just take those clothes and we'll donate those to either local organizations in Nashville uh, or Tennessee that help foster families, or we'll just give them directly to foster families and then they can get um, something without having to pay for it. And so here we are, 2023, we became federally recognized 501c3 nonprofit last year in 2022. Uh, had our first fundraising event at Top Golf Nashville last October, and we generated about $14,000 worth of uh, donations. After all of our expenses for that first event, we actually ended up clearing about $5,000, and we are halfway to our goal right now of establishing a scholarship foundation to help foster children that age out of the system. Yeah. So I want to know more about your charity event at Topgolf, like how it went, you know, who was there and, you know, the overall vibe of it. I think we're pretty curious. Oh yeah, man. To be honest, from my perspective, it went by like a flash. I mean, I was there four hours before the event started and I was there an hour after it was over and it all felt like it went by in a blink of an eye. Um, we had between 60 and 70 people showed up. Um, so that was fantastic. Um, we ended up having a bunch of different sponsors. Um, we were hoping to get, uh, we were hoping to get an NFL player to come out and unfortunately his schedule just didn't allow for that to happen, but, um, we had a great turnout. We had amazing sponsors. Um, I could list them all off, but it'd probably take a little bit of time. I can, I can email you a list to everybody in case you want to give them a shout out. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it was for the first event and having only a couple months to put it together. I'm surprised that it went as well as it did, but it was amazing, man. We had a, we had a blast and uh, I can't wait. We have an 18 hole scramble tournament coming up this year, May 26th, Nashville, Tennessee. Um I've got all the information for that already set up and we're going to have a registration form online on our website here soon so that people can start registering for that. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Good for you guys. It sounds like it's going great. And we'll, uh, we'll make sure to grab that info from you and we'll put it in, uh, in the description for the pod and, and, uh, we, we post these on YouTube as well. So we'll put them in the YouTube description as well. So that if people want to register, they just want some more info about the organization they can go to your website and and see how they can help out. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. That'd be, that'd be massive. Um, We're, we have so many big ideas in the pipeline right now that we're working towards. We're trying to be very diligent with just understanding that it's got to come step by step and and day by day. Um, But our, our biggest goal that we have right now that I actually think is pretty attainable in the near future is to purchase at least one home in the Nashville area and, and let department of child services use that house as a facility to induct kids into the foster care system. So we want to use our nonprofit to go buy a house and then basically set it up like an Airbnb with a digital lock code, and then just give DCS the code to get in and out of the house and have government grants help us pay for the property, but have donated food, fill the pantry in the kitchen, um, donated clothes, fill all the closets. And then when kids come into the foster care system, the social workers can take them to this house. The kids will have beds to sleep in. They'll have a more normal transition is what we're hoping for. Instead of going to an office building, they can go to a real house. They can have a kitchen, a shower, a bath, a bathroom. They can have an actual bed to take a nap in or whatever. And then before they leave, if they need a suitcase, they can grab a suitcase, put their belongings in that instead of having to carry around their stuff in a 
trash bag. Um, if they need extra articles of clothing or shoes, they can grab whatever they need before they leave. So that's that's the direction that we're moving in, and we're going to need as much support as we can to get there. Yeah, it seems like you're putting two of your passions together. You know, you got your T High podcast about golf, and then you got foster children. I'm just curious how like it went about where you're able to like kind of morph the two to benefit each other. You know, benefit have an event to just help the foster children. I, I just want. I'm just curious how you're able to use golf to do that stuff. Yeah. So, um, selfishly, I always knew that I could use the podcast to bring attention to the the nonprofit. And so that, that was honestly like one of my motivators for starting the podcast in the first place. Um, and then who doesn't like playing golf, man? Like, yeah, it's the universal yeah. language. Yeah. Like I've, I've been to so many charity golf tournaments on golf courses before in the past that I, I knew that once we started our own charity, that was going to be something that we were going to do. But the idea with the Top Golf event came, I was actually talking to a gentleman out of Atlanta. His name is Alan Chaney. He was a guest on my podcast last year. He's a swing coach for celebrities and athletes. And he and I had talked about your traditional 18 hole scramble tournament can take very long. If it's not done well, if there's too many people, it can take way too long and it's not as fun because it takes up the whole day. And so we were spitballing ideas of how could you do a golf event, but shorten it down, have it be in a shorter time frame so it doesn't take as much time. And Top Golf Nashville, man, like who doesn't love going to Top Golf? That place is so much fun. Live music, they've got food, they've got drinks, all the golf you can do. So we were able to put that event together and it only took like three hours versus a scramble where you could be gone for eight or nine hours that whole day. Yeah, and it's such a perfect setup too because like you don't have to wait for for a beverage cart to come around to try and get food or drink if you if you want something. And also, there's people who will come out to these scramble tournaments who don't really play. And and honestly, top golf's kind of like going to going bowling, right? People can kind of swing as much as they want to or not play as much as they want to, and they can like it's it's so sort of self regulating going to top golf versus going out to a golf course and you know you might have to might have, like some people might have to like go buy an outfit just to or, or acquire some clubs or something just to be able to participate so the barrier to entry is so much slower it's like it's such a genius idea really yeah and you know that we'll start to see it happening more over the next few years like people transitioning away from these like day-long golf tournaments and into something like a top golf format yeah, the other um, the other really awesome thing about Top Golf that m a lot of people may not even pay attention to, um, if you're a Canadian and you're left-handed, Top Golf also has left-handed clubs. So to your point, you don't have to worry about going and acquiring clubs. You can just show up as a as a lefty and you can uh, grab a club and still play. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, that was exactly what happened to Matt and I here in LA. Yeah, we showed we, up to I've our done home. that a few times. Yeah. I've played. I've played at Top Golf in Nashville. I've played in LA and and we played in Phoenix as well and had to do it at all of those places. So uh Top Golf's great, man. Like the the service is amazing and the setup is always so good. And it's just it's tough to complain about it, really. How were they in terms of like uh um working with them to actually run an event versus uh like how, so can you walk us through a little bit how that works like do you have like a price per head or um you know did you just select like like do they offer a menu and you sort of select menu items or like you know how does how does it differ because you're not just ex telling people to show up all at one time right like obviously yeah. you've got to remove some bays etc can you just kind of run us through like what it was 
what the process is like? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So, um, yes, they have menus and they were fantastic to work with. Um, I worked with a, a believe her name was Stephanie, a lady that at top golf Nashville here, she was just amazing. I was able to call her. I was able to text her. I was able to email her. She always got back to me in a very timely fashion. Um, and then they, they schedule, they offer a schedule a time where you go talk to them in person. They walked me through the entire facility and they let me see exactly what they had to offer. So you can, you can specifically rent X amount of bays. So for our event, we reserved 14 bays on the facility. Um, you could rent an entire floor. So let's say you go to a tri, a, a three level top golf, which not all of them are, but you could rent like the entire second floor and you could have every single bay on the whole floor. If you wanted to, you could rent the entire facility out. If you think you can get that many people out there and you have the budget for it. Right. Yeah. So they're extremely flexible. They give you tons of different options. And then they have food and beverage options. Also, you can do certain types of meals. Uh, you can do different types of alcohol packages. They literally just took their time and gave me every single option. And then as we were budgeting for it, because we had such a small budget, they were like, Hey, look, the one, the package that you're thinking about going with right now, if we actually structured this a different way, it's going to save you a couple thousand dollars. So let's go ahead and do this other package instead. You're still going to be able to take care of all your guests, but you're also going to save a ton of money. So I was just shocked, man. I was blown away by how professional they were, how generous they were with all of their suggestions. And the fact that they were like trying to help us out and they were trying to save us money versus taking our money. It was, I, I just love integrity like that. So it was badass. Um, and then being a nonprofit, everything but the alcohol is tax exempt. So that's a huge bonus right there because you don't have to pay the sales tax on all that stuff that we were putting together. Um, and then they also have <clears throat> the top golf in Nashville. They have like a conference room set up. So the package that we bought was 14 bays, but also this little conference room area. So we had a whole area where we had round tables set up. We could literally bring all 65 people into one room, sit them all down. They gave us a microphone. We had three flat screen TVs on the wall. We were able to run like a digital video clip with all the sponsored logos of everybody that was out there. We were able to talk to everybody about our mission. So, I mean, it just ran so freaking smooth. And again, we put all this together in a matter of like two and a half months. So to go back to your original question of what it was like to work with them, incredibly easy, very quick and super satisfied, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's sweet. That's so good to hear that uh, there's that kind of corporate support and encouragement as well from them. That's uh, yeah. uh, I, to me, I'm a bit surprised to hear that, but it, it is a great thing to hear for sure. So, so moving forward, what do you, do you have any more events planned other than this golf tournament um, or sort of where, how, what are you planning to do in the next year or two to, to achieve the goal of, of getting the house and everything that you already mentioned? Yeah. So my wife is an ultra marathon runner. I think we've talked about this on one of our other episodes that we were, we did together. Um, but she is currently working with, a, with a physical therapy office that we both go to. Um, and they're going to coordinate a 5k run around the city that we live in, in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Nice. Um, so that's going to be a, hopefully a generator for us, but hopefully that'll bring some attention to our PT's office as well, which we love those guys. Uh, Jay and Randy Ann are the owners of that facility and they're just amazing people. Their entire staff 
Um, I mean, they're like friends more than they are physical therapists. So it's, uh, it's good to work with them. We're looking forward to that. And then that's it. Like as far as events for this year, those are the two things that we have on our plate. Um, the rest of the year are, are, I guess our other biggest focus is submitting applications for government grants. That's one of the things about being a nonprofit is that you have to have money coming in and you can't rely a hundred percent on all that money to be donations from people. Right. Um, I would love to have people donate millions and millions and millions of dollars to us. It'd be fantastic. Right. But it's unrealistic. So there are definitely plenty of programs that the government allocates certain funds to. You just have to fill out applications and you have to type stuff up and you have to write essays and all that kind of stuff. And you just have to ask them for the money. So that's going to be our biggest focus is writing grants this year. Yeah. Nice. Sounds like uh I feel like a great way to describe you, Ryan, for people who aren't familiar with you is like, you're such a creative guy, right? Like when we talk about sort of some of these events that you've just mentioned, really creative ways to to try and raise awareness and raise money for your organization. And then, you know, kind of uh, we like the three of us are obviously really well-versed with your creativity on TikTok. <laughs> and like, I remember when we first came on your pod, which was like almost a year ago now, I would think. Yeah, um, it is almost like a year ago. Nine or 10 months, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the, you certainly had a bit of a following, but it seems like your channels just kind of exploded over the last like year. Um, so you maybe want to talk, tell us a little bit about like your, your content strategy and sort of how you were able to, uh, or if you want to reveal some of your deep, dark secrets about how you were able to sort of blow up on the internet the last few months. He's collecting <laughs> golfers. Don't you see the TikToks? Yeah. <laughs> the road to 50 K. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh originally the idea was just throwing shit against a wall and seeing what stuck <laughs> i just i just honestly dude i would post sometimes 20 20 videos in one day because i would just be sitting at home on my day off and a thought would pop into my head and i just thought it was funny so i would post it and um believe me back in that in that era i wasn't gaining followers tremendously fast by any means um, I'd say the secret sauce, if you want to gain a lot of followers is, uh, yell at people for being racist on the internet. And it tends to work pretty well. I had one video where somebody, I posted a video that was really short of me putting on a green in Iceland from our vacation this summer. And <clears throat> it did well. I mean, it got a bunch of views, but there was somebody that put a comment on there that was like a heavily racist comment. And I wasn't thinking there was zero plan of attack. I literally just saw this comment and I reposted a video basically just telling them like, dude, if you want to be racist, get the F out of here. And like, you don't need to follow me. Right. Yeah. And that video just went absolutely bananas, man. Like, so because of that, people were then clicking on the comment and they wanted to see the video on like what generated the comment in the first place. So I had those two videos feeding each other for a week and one of them went over 2 million views in that week. And the other one went over a million views in that week. And wow. so 3 million views on two videos in like six days, I gained like 36,000 followers. So to be fair, man, like there was no thought process. There's no strategy. I just absolutely got lucky. Um, and now I just, I went through a little bit of a time. I went through some months there towards the end of last year where I was really trying to take it serious. I was doing a lot of research on SEO. I was doing a lot of research on how I could gain followers, how I could gain traction, how I could get more views. 
implemented a, a strategy or a couple different strategies just to just to kind of see how they would work out. And uh, it honestly got to the point where it stopped being fun. Yeah. And so now I'm just at the point where I'm just going to I know I know after looking at all, all my analytics, after all my videos and all my views, any day of the week, if I post at 7 p.m. any day of the week, that video is going to get more attention than any other time of the day. So yeah. if I want something to get attention, I save it for that seven to eight o'clock time frame. But other than that, man, it's just run and gun. Here's a video. The, uh, I think it's funny. Let me put it out. With like social media, especially it, one thing, like you said, you're posting 20 times a day, like consistency obviously is key, but also like you said, those timings, right? Like no one's looking at their phone during the day because they're at work or doing things. Right. And then, after dinner you just sit there on the couch and look at your phone so that's the big money making time yeah yeah it's also interesting that like at the end of the day the people that that create content whether it's for an organization or just through their own personal brands like it is a job right like it people who are like content creators or marketing people like it is straight up just a job and I can see why when like I'm not surprised to hear that when you were researching SEO and trying to implement strategies that it like became not fun anymore because now you're now you you have a specific goal in mind and it, it kind of becomes a job and um, um obviously the 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 fun part of it wears off I would imagine yeah for sure um I will say this though this is this is the one tip that I was given by somebody that is very well versed in how to grow a social media following. Um, consistency is the key. And, and their advice to me was, if you have 10 videos, you're better off just posting one video per day at the exact same time every single day for 10 days than trying to put two or three videos out per day for only a couple of days. So for anybody that listens to this, if you wanted to take a piece of advice to help your social media account grow or do better, just post one video every day at the exact same time every single day, and you'll get more traction that way than you will doing anything else. Yeah. And you also like, from what I see too, is you want, and we're trying to grow on Instagram too, obviously we want the right followers that will actually support us and interact with us and and things like that instead of like an actual a ton right like you want like to build a sort of community and i think you've done a pretty good job with that yeah thank you man i appreciate it and you know the only thing too is if you for, there are a lot of people that are different personalities some people are very analytical i would say if you're going to be analytical about social media don't be analytical about researching what's going to grow your account be analytical about your account so if you post a video and it runs for two weeks and it only gets 37 views. Okay. And then you post another video and it runs for a week and it gets 200,000 views. Then look at the video that did really well and be very analytical of your own video that had success. What kind of font did I use on my text on the screen? How long was the video clip? Was the music added in or was it music that I had put in there in an editing app? And then I posted it on the, on the, Instagram as if it was just like an original audio, even though it wasn't right. Yeah. So that's where it's better to be more critical is to look at your own stuff and see what works and what doesn't work. The sounds the on piece, TikTok are huge. I think sound sounds on TikTok can be huge. Yeah. But it's gotta be the right sound and it's gotta be at the right time. Otherwise it doesn't do anything for you. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, and it's a, almost impossible to know which one's which. So, yeah. Um, uh, last thing we can quickly say about this is like, you, you know, one of the, one of the original sort of overnight success, um, accounts that at least us as a group would talk about was like Friday beers, right. And how they just seem to kind of get really big, really quickly. But even then you notice that account, um, they've, they've shifted into like now having something that they kind of post every day. Like originally, I remember when, when I first started following them, you know, they, they didn't have the following they have now. And they were posting, let's say five, six, seven times a day on a Friday, because that's what their whole brand was like centered around. But then they would start post it now they post like tuesday texts they have like the almost friday things that they put on their t-shirts right and yeah. so they've they've really transitioned into posting less often but like around the same time of day exactly like what you just said so even yeah. even these brands that seemingly had some overnight success are still able to or are still adapting to exactly what you just said ryan so that's pretty interesting insights for people who are looking to grow their brand yeah for sure all right, Jake, I think has a game for us. So why don't we yeah. jump into that? Um, after some good discussions here, Jake, you want to go over it and tell us what's going on here? Yeah, so Ryan, you're our first guest and we kind of throw some segments at each other when we do our own podcast. So we're going to do rapid fire here. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions here and you just got to answer them. Some are about All golf, right. some are random. So ready? Let's do it. It's All rapid right. fire. So just like first thing that comes to mind, just go. Yep. I got you. Favorite non-major event in the PGA Tour? The players. Favorite LPGA player? Uh, 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 right now. Brooke Henderson. Brooke Henderson, yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. <laughs> what did he actually say? I didn't, Nelly. He said he Nelly. Said Nelly. What, that's, good that, that's good. What What fashion advice would you give to the new golfers? Oh, man. Uh, just wear what you're comfortable in. Oh, before we go to the next question, JJ Spawn this weekend rocked the untucked dress shirt. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, it he's, fire. He's taking a page out of Ricky Fowler's book. Yeah, yeah. He, he just wanted to get noticed. My boy Colin puked all over himself on Sunday, but that's a to topic for another day. <laughs> all right, next one. Would you rather be the best NFL kicker or an average NFL tight end? I would rather be the best NFL kicker. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think we agreed on that too, right? We'll no, I said tight end. You, you can still make bike. bank as a kicker, man. The Steelers kicker makes like nine sheets a year. No, look, here's here's the thing. I don't want to take up too much time, but number one, if you're the best NFL kicker, you're the guy that every single person on your team is relying on to win games in clutch moments. So you are absolutely Mr. Clutch. And then number two, they have to practice the least amount of time to get ready for the game, which gives them way more time to play golf. Oh, that's a good one. That's, oh, that's not solid. the argument I, we had there. Yeah, I think I think he just swayed gents here. Yeah, you might have, but I said bit. I said the pressure. There's you just have zero pressure when you're a tight end, right? All that, you gotta do, like everyone oh, loves you when you're a kicker too. If you're the best, because you're good for fantasy. Yeah, you can wait till you're older too, right? Then that one guy, Venetari. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and you only have to do one thing. You literally only have to kick a ball. You don't have to do anything else. But if you're a tight end, you have to worry about like picking up blocks. If you don't hit that block, dude, your quarterback you just get a broken leg or a broken arm. Like, maybe I, I just want to be taller. I don't know. Yeah, you just <laughs> want to get touchdowns. Yeah, I just want to spike it. All right, I got two more here. Can you use a gift card on the first date? Yeah, hell yeah. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Matt. Hell I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> money, money's money, bro. It all spins the same. All right. Last one. Very random. Do you think you could beat up Tom Cruise? Hell yeah. That dude's a, he's so small, man. He's like yeah. five, six. I got it in the bag. Even yeah. I'm taller than him. Yeah. Is he, he really that short? He's tiny. Yeah. He's yeah, I, think, I think his actual height is like five seven or five eight. Wow. Yeah. Hey, man, we're getting close to five nine, which is where I'm at. So let's yeah, not I, I, on my yeah, but you're a hockey player, bro. You could take him. Yeah, we yeah, we got the big asses and the the let the, the different stance yeah. right left. He's eight, five yeah. seven. The thirty-four yeah. waist, thirty thirty length. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm six I'm six foot. I'm six foot two hundred and forty five pounds right now. I'm taking Tom Cruise and like not even breaking a sweat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, uh, that's it. That's it for rapid fire. Do you guys got anything else? Any? Uh, I got a question. A rapid yeah, fire dream podcast guest. We can all answer. Dream podcast guest for me. Oh shoot, man! Right now, um, you were you were shouting out JT a lot recently. I saw JT. Yeah, I I would uh, honestly I would love to have JT on the podcast. Matt I feel like Tiger Woods because is... you said that. I feel like Tiger <laughs> Woods is like the, everybody's going to say Tiger yeah, Woods, but if I, I if I honestly had to say a dream, dream podcast guest would be John Daly. Yeah, yeah that's a good one, actually. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Because that's a guy that you can literally like, you could just sit down and chop it up with him and it's no bullshit. He's going to be himself. He's not going to pull any punches. He's not going to be worrying about being politically correct or pissing yeah, off sponsors. Yeah, there's no PR like, issues with him uh, or anything. He's just going to be raw. Nah. First chance he had, my man got his son a sponsorship from freaking Hooters, dude. Like, that's yeah. the guy I want on my podcast. <laughs> that's good. Matt, who yeah, We're looking for that episode. There's a few, a few good personalities on tour. Yeah, I'm not like really sure. Homa. Maybe Harry like Higgs. I watched like Harry Higgs. Oh, Harry Higgs. What about Matt? What about uh, Jimmy? Yeah, Jimmy from Cincinnati. That guy's a legend. I can't <laughs> wait to find that guy. He's gonna have no idea who we are. That's the best part. And we talk. Man, about I'm surprised you guys aren't talking about like Mike Weir or somebody. Where's he? Yeah, Corey, just Connor. got Corey Connors. Yeah, he just got engaged. Yeah, where's he? Just got engaged. How, how old is he? Like my friend's over married. 50 because he's on the champions tour. Yeah. Second marriage. What yeah, second marriage I was gonna say. But I don't know. I saw it was in New Zealand. It looks pretty nice. I probably I'd probably say Brooke Henderson if anyone that's Canadian, just because she can actually win. Ooh, yeah. 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 She's she's uh she's playing well. She's yeah. good. What Our about boys? Dennis Rodman? Yeah, that's a good non-golfer. A, a non-golfer. He's yo, he There's lives no up the, filter on that. He thing. lives right up the street from me here. Saw so him at oh, the yeah. at the pub. Yeah, dressing like shit, like a cigarette in his ear. Yeah, P- yeah. PJs. Yeah, yeah. He's literally wearing like big sweatpants. Hair. Yeah, big hair. He's tall as fuck. He's the type of guy know. though. Yeah, he would like. I don't. Know. If you go to the bathroom, he would like have a sip of your drink. He's that type of yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> He he might dip something in your drink. Yeah. Before you come back to. I don't know how long I could last talking to Dennis Rodman. Nothing against the man, but I just uh, I've seen a lot of his interviews. I think incredibly difficult person to have. Yeah, team. fair enough. Even Shaq, like I've been kind of watching that documentary. It's pretty good. 
Yeah, that was a good documentary. Gary Player would be cool a good one too. too. That guy's got a lot of wisdom and he's pretty well spoken. Mm-hmm. So that'd be a good one, I think. And I think voice. I love that South African accent, man. It's so nice. So from what like listening to Spit and Chicklets a lot, um, anyone without a career to ruin is a good interview. Yeah. Yes. Right? Because like they always have the retired guys on, they let it loose, and then guys are still playing and they're like super yeah, like PR answers and did you guys see who Nelk had Dude, on? Se- close, close second for me. If I couldn't get John Daly, I actually, um, I tweeted at Colt Nost a bunch. I was trying to get Colt Nost to come on the show because that dude would be an absolute blast to hang out with and talk to. Yeah, yeah. Actually, some of my earliest memories of going to watch golf were following Colt Nost around the Canadian Open. Ah, oh, dude, that's a beaut. Yeah, huge beaut. All right, boys. Should we call it for uh, for this week? Yeah, yeah, Ryan, thanks for joining us. Thanks to our listeners for listening. Yeah, we'll make sure that we uh, we link everything. We'll link Ryan's page and Ryan's organization in, in the description. Make sure you check him out for sure. Good follow on Instagram and a guy that's trying to do a lot of good things for, for people. So it's great to see. We love it. Thanks, Ryan. And a huge supporter of us for sure. Yeah. yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. It was a blast and I uh, can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. All right. Sounds, Sounds good. good. Before we go, Odin Golf, go in our bio. Fire golf balls, 5% off. Oh, He's yeah, a code super fan. All right. See you, boys. Nice. See you, boys. See you, boys. See you, boys.